Hello and welcome everyone. It is time to enter the Kumite. I'm joined today by our technical engineer, the Nine Pro Ninja himself, Sean Myers. Today we'll be bringing Omar Rugru Kane into the arena. But first, if you enjoy the content we're creating, guys, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Okay, Omar Kane. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, you know, I see some commentators say the name and some of them say it differently, so <laughs> I apologize if I didn't use the correct ones. But Omar Kane, this is a this is a big moment in uh, in MMA history, right here. This is um, the the mixture of, of a new martial arts. You know, uh, the most of the martial arts that are used in MMA today were the ones that were tried and tested over generations, over decades, <laughs> centuries. Um, and, you know, Senegalese wrestling uh, is just one of those that I, I guess on, at least on the world scale or maybe even just what's recorded that we have, it's, you know, it hasn't had a chance to prove itself against, you know, all the other martial arts of the world to see, you know, how, how this does, you know. It's human nature to learn how to defend yourself, you know, and these people from all over the world, you know, took the time to learn and, and practice and try things and write things down and um, test them against each other and then test them against, you know, other martial arts of the world. Um, so it's just, you know, good to see that everybody gets to throw their martial arts in and see what we learn because you can, you can learn so many different types of techniques that you can implement later from, you know, other sources that haven't really been exposed to us yet. Um, yeah, but we, we shall see. Um, but what is Senegalese wrestling? Senegalese wrestling, otherwise known as LAM, I also hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a combat sport that incorporates boxing and wrestling on like a sandy arena. Uh, the significance of this martial arts style is that it wasn't purely rooted in stand-up or grappling. Many historical and ancient martial arts would really focus on one. Um, so this may be a really good foundation for young fighters in the future. Um, you know, a lot of young, uh, young fighters start off in a specific martial arts, and then they start branching out from there. And they, but they have their foundation, their foundational martial arts. And this is, you know, it's a cultural thing. Um, and yeah, you know, it's treated more... It's treated in a lot of ways, you know, as like a way of life and a spiritual practice, you know, rather than just purely a sport. Um, there are a lot of rituals and mantras involved throughout the events. Um, and Rugrug is one of the superstars in the sport, being somewhat a, of a household name. Uh, I mean, this is like their version of American football. You know, people of all age groups gather around for miles to witness the martial arts displayed and the young fighters tested. They, this is a national sport, um, and we'll sell out 20,000-seat stadiums. You know, it just goes to show, man, sports bring people together. <clears throat> um, so Omar Kane, uh, he was brought up as one of six siblings, a um, small town on the outskirts of the capital city of Dakar. Unlike many of the locals, you know, and I don't want to say many, uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of, you know, varieties and classes of people, but, you know, uh, him not growing up particularly wealthy, uh, a 
a lot of those locals risk a lot to migrate in search of other opportunities. Uh, Rugrug decided to train in Senegalese wrestling. I mean, this is similar to a young kid wanting to be an NFL player when they grow up, (laughs) you know, um, and banking on his chances to get into the league. Uh, You know, these fighters, they can make a lot of money for their families um, and, you know, to set up a future. Rugrug returned to the capital when he was 20, and he built a perfect record against some of his country's top competitors at 16-0. and 0. Um, So, yeah, he was, he was doing good, and he got the opportunity to go to MMA. And he, he said he made no, no hesitation making the switch, taking this opportunity. It's a historical moment. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, he said I have a couple more quotes here. It's... It's a great honor. I want to become the most famous African champion ever. Uh, I believe one can make me into, he's talking about one FC here, can make me into a global superstar. I have many offers to sign for many organizations, but one seems to be a hub of activity. From my first fight, I gained over 20,000 followers on Instagram alone. I think when I become champion, it will be a global event. (laughs) I really like this. Yeah, let's let's actually let's bring him to the arena. Why do we have him here? Let's let's put him under the microscope. What are we looking at? What what does he have to offer? Um, and where is he at in the food chain of, of mixed martial arts as a whole right now? And he's only he's three in one um, in his professional mixed martial arts career. His last fight was a bit controversial. Um, We'll get into that later in the episode. Uh, But yeah, he's shown he's got power. He's big. He's powerful. He's built like a tank. He's got tree trunk legs, a barrel chest. This man is a freak athlete. Um, But he's a bit shorter. So what what he gives up in... in and reach and, and height, he, he gains in, in power and just mass and density. Um, he might even be a little bit too bulky. Uh, a lot of times when someone's that muscular, it takes too much energy to fuel the muscles and can leave someone exhausted very quickly. Um, I'd possibly like to see him train with you know maybe lower weight and focus on cardio and flexibility, uh, maybe lose a little bit of his muscle mass, but we'll see. His cardio hasn't been exposed with air quotes as, as the kids say or anything like that he in his last fight against Kirill Grishenko he looked like he might be running out of gas in the second round there but he could have just been saving some energy for the last round or he might have accidentally used up more energy energy than he was supposed to um I will say that he typically gets his opponents out of there rather rather quickly um <clears throat> okay so going 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 into the grappling I think he needs to really start prioritizing getting and using his underhooks. Um, In some of his fights, you can see him having to work harder just because his opponents are using their underhooks as much as possible. And he's getting kind of caught up in his old ways, if he's being tested in the grappling, that is, and and, and reaching for the shorts. um, and, And while they have the underhook advantage, and just trying to muscle his way through positions. Uh, but So going further into that, 
yes, people were pointing out that he kept grabbing the shorts of Grishenko and, and using that to gain some leverage, which is illegal in MMA. Now, at first glance, this may seem like he's just trying to use anything he can get as an edge and, you know, may, may not be being sportsmanlike, but yeah, remember that he comes from the sport of Senegalese wrestling where grabbing of the shorts is not, it's not only allowed, but it is one of the primary ways to manipulate your opponent. These guys will get in close on each other, grab those shorts, and start throwing motherfuckers around. Uh, so these things have been drilled into him since he was just a boy training for the big shows in West Africa. Um, you know, it takes time to build these new habits. And he, he really doesn't do that. He didn't do that too much against opponents that, honestly, quite frankly, he's kind of walking through. Um, but Krishinko posed some real problems. Um, Krishinko's legit, y'all. Uh, I... I I didn't find out if Rugru was a hype train or not. No, I found out that Grishinko, Grishinko can fight. Um, but yeah, Rugru still early, early in his MMA career. It's a good lesson learned. Um, but again, we'll get into that later. Uh, I always say that wrestling is likely the single most important discipline to have as a foundation. When it comes to mixed martial arts uh, as a whole, uh, if you are a stronger wrestler than your opponent, then you have a more chance. You have more of a chance to take the fight where you want it. You want to keep it on the feet? Fine. They can't take you down. You're getting pieced up on the feet, and you want to take it to the ground? Good. They can't stop you from taking them down. Um, and he, he he's going to be stronger than a lot of his position, physically stronger. Um, so that's a tool that he can use. Um, and his fight with Sophie and Bukashu, you see him get caught to Kimura, and he literally just slams him, man, not once, but twice, one being on like his head and shoulder. He, he's very good and he's accurate with his suplexes to drop, to, to slam these guys, like try to slam them on like their head. Like, and he, he gets the shoulder a lot, which is really good. He can easily dislocate that shoulder. Um, but he breaks the grip and he starts raining down some of that power. Oh my gosh, his power! <clears throat> there are times. Uh, so let's 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 get into the striking a little bit. Um, there are times when I believe he gets carried away and forgets to throw things, like knees, elbows, or even kicks. You gotta remember, he comes from a sport that only allows wrestling and punches. That was it. Um, this is what was ingrained in him since he was a child, and the foundation of his style you know he's building from this um actually a channel called the african fighters also pointed out that at certain times it appears that rugu might not remember to throw them until someone clocks beside the head with an elbow um then it clicks and goes, oh i i can throw those like right oh i can hit you with anything yeah i uh yeah i didn't i didn't notice that right as it was going and then it just it made so much sense after watching one of their videos where they discuss it <clears throat> um his striking game doesn't have some work that needs to be done as of right now um I, I believe his wrestling is a stronger aspect of his game um even though he's got crazy power and he can yeah man can knock anybody out um but he, he tends to get a bit reckless when he decides to just march forward um, he'll swing wide and he won't bring his guard back up. 
Um, sometimes it seems like he's rushing a bit to get his opponent out of there. Uh, against a solid counter striker, he's going to have some trouble if he can't take them down. Then they'll become a big issue. Uh, and someone that has linear movement and they don't allow him to get their back to the cage and they really good at keeping that distance on him because like I said he's a little bit shorter for the division so he has to find ways to make that up um, but if he works on utilizing his takedown feints to their fullest like he, if he can develop a really good takedown feint like maybe looks like he's going for an ankle pick or you know there's so many different things he can do but just just be able to mix it in um, to, to throw the overhand. I'm going to make you think about this takedown, but I want you to believe that I'm going for that takedown so you don't think about this overhand that's coming. Or uppercut. Uh, he's really good at timing those uppercuts when their opponent you know, is afraid of the overhand. They know he's rushing forward, and they just kind of, just by reaction, dip their head. They, they just kind of duck a little bit and put their guard up and maybe look down. Um, yeah, he's really good at catching those. Uh, those he's, he's, had, he's got some clean uppercuts. He's definitely landed some really clean uppercuts. Um, he has crazy powerful leg kicks. Kicks like a mule. You can see him literally take grown men off their feet with a single leg kick. You can hear it even with the audience. <laughs> it's He's got some power in those tree trunk legs of his, man. Uh, there are times... You know, I was talking about him marching forward and kind of doing it recklessly. But he is being very responsible with one thing. When he is marching forward, he always keeps his head off the center line. I mean, not always, but he has his moments where every single step of the way, his head is off the center line. In every different position, whether he's dipping, whether he's slipping whether he's, you know, stepping to the outside, you know, like he was, he was really good at keeping um, his head right off that center line and then making those little slips, which is good to see because um, with his height, like given that he's a bit short for the division, uh, I would, the more ways he can find himself inside the pocket, the better. Um, he's in no way small but he is shorter and does have less reach. <clears throat> so what is Rugrug doing? Where is he going from here? Well, as of right now, uh, an opponent or a date is not available. I honestly thought that he retired <laughs> because when I looked on the Sherdog website, it noted under the method of the finish that it was retirement in parentheses. Kind of freaked out a little bit. I thought all the effort I just put into making this analysis was for not... <laughs> um, but do not write this man off this is a man with a lot to prove and all of the gifts to do it um, if he remains a student of the game and makes some proper adjustments you could see a future champion um, Kirill Grishenko was a high level fighter I could see Grishenko doing quite well in the UFC top 15 Rugru definitely faced some adversity uh, in their bout but he was still in that fight he put some good work in. He was mostly just losing the war of the underhooks, in my opinion, um, concerning the clinch, of course. And, you know, that's just the first little insight onto some of what is going to change is from the transition 
of the, the different martial arts, from the Senegalese wrestling to the mixed martial arts, um, and the rule sets thereof. So, yeah, it, it was it was enlightening for us to see that, and I I know Rugrug's taken that information, and he's gonna make he knows some of the adjustments he has to make now because he felt it before he could get away with it because he was just so he's just so powerful but Krishinko was you know I feel like Rugrug was the unstoppable force and Krishinko was like that immovable object I say that but Krishinko did have his back against the cage you know when they were clinching for the most part but man he was good in the clinch he was dangerous at all times um uh, the fight was ultimately stopped due to a punch to the throat right at or possibly after the bell. It was a bit controversial, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> you have to defend yourself at all times. The ref tells you that at the beginning. Uh, yeah, they're, they're there to stop the fight, but until they stop it and they're in the way and you know someone, the other person is walking away, you got to be defending yourself. Um, some people are asking themselves if Rude Grug was looking for a way out in that fight. I can't say for sure, but I could see Grishenko starting to slow down too. I think Rude Grug just took a good shot to the jugular, and I'm sure that really sucked. It's different when you're not flexing your chest, your neck, your chin, and like bracing for a punch. I'd imagine it hurts much worse. Um, but yeah, I, th I think Grishenko is going to be slowing down a little bit too, and and you know Rude Grug you know, could have possibly arguably won the round. It depends on how much they give, like, clinch control because he was kind of holding him against the, the cage there for a little bit. But I think he was wanting to save his energy for the third round, possibly get ahead on points just by holding him there. Um, and, you know, I don't think he was necessarily counting himself out of that fight. Um, there are all, all kinds of <laughs> other components um, that I could go into from here, but... I'd like to keep the video somewhat relatively short and sweet. Um, you know, there's, this is a big moment. This is a historical moment. Um, and I'm really happy to share this, and I hope it, you know, these, these kind of messages get out and people pay attention. Um, 1FC is, you know, making some big moves. They, they definitely have some, you know, big interesting conceptual bouts to put on um so yeah it's it's really good to see it's a different pace um but i'd like to thank you guys the audience for entering the kumite with us here today entering the arena um and learning about omar rugru kane senegalese wrestler man um this kid he's got a lot of potential i'm excited to see his future but remember to like share and subscribe remember guys this is not a sport you don't play fight